a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. So here we have the the promise of the virgin birth already. And, and now it says that he, this promised seed, shall bruise you, the serpent, on the head. So this, and you will bruise him on the heel. So uh, this is talking about the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus. So this is the first gospel. What in the world? The Lord's Supper is to help rediscover your innate goodness? Holy smokes. That's like saying that glasses are to make sure you can't see. It's like saying your shoes are there to make sure you can't walk. It's like saying it's like saying a boat is there so that you sink to the bottom of the ocean. That's the goofiest thing I've ever heard. Councilman Darren Layton. Thank you, Mayor. On balance, I think as far as whether we do it on the 6th or the 12th, it matters about as much as my collection of Table Talk radio points. You're listening to Table Talk Radio, publishing headquarters here on Table Talk Radio. Is it- I can't believe- that was a throwback, Councilman Aaron Latham. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about um, how uh, I, I just claimed this for Table Talk Radio. Table, Table Talk Radio is a publishing house now. Is that right? Something like that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Uh, consistency publishing house. We uh, Charles publishing house. We, we <laughs> just, I just published. I can't believe. I, I can't. <laughs> Yesterday, I was uh, singing a hymn. Um, oh, what hymn was it? Um, the Advent hymn called, O Lord, How Shall I Meet Thee? And there's a line, there's a stanza in there. I lay in fetters groaning, thou comest to set me free. I stood my shame bemoaning, thou comest to honor me. It's amazing. And I thought, this is just, not only is it a beautiful hymn, it's just, it's beautiful poetry. And I've been trying to try to read poems, but I just, I kind of get, I get bored with poetry, and, and I thought, well, I should just read the hymns as poems, you know. I, it's an old idea. It's pretty good. So I put on the Facebook. You know the Facebook? Remember the Facebook, the thing out there, Facebook? I said, hey, uh, forget about the music. What what hymns have the best poetry? And I don't know, a thousand people jumped in and suggested hymns. And I was thinking about it all night, hardly could sleep, and I woke up super early this morning, and I, I put those hymns that people suggested, and I put them on a, as a book on Lulu and published the thing called it My Song is Love Unknown. Here's the, you ready for the full title of the, of the book? Yeah. It's called, oh, i got to get it here. My Song is Love Unknown, Poems of the Good, the Beautiful, and the True, Drawn from the Church's Song, According to My Facebook Friends on the Eve of St. Andrew's Day, 2016. <laughs> I love it. I, took a, I, I can't believe it. Anyway. There it is. It's now, hard. It's a hardcover book. Could I get the leather-bound edition of that? I don't know how to do leather-bound yet. Okay. You have to take it to the bookbinder. So be careful what you send in Facebook to Pastor Wolfen. There, it might end up in a book someday. <laughs> it, it might end in, in, end up in a book that same day. <laughs> <laughs> that is oh, ridiculous. And you're know. so giddy about it. It's like you found the cure for cancer. And you're I know. It's. I mean, just to take, be able to take something to build a book this fast is phenomenal so anyway oh, wolfmuller.co <laughs> under the books tab i'll probably have a link up there by the time this show airs so. <laughs> it takes me less time to publish a book than it does for you to publish our our podcast i'm gonna go ahead and uh copyright everything i say just so that you can't put it in a book and sell it so anything i everything say in this in podcast is, is copyrighted <laughs> by who by, by whom by me okay 
<laughs> Everything I say is in the public domain, by the way. <laughs> I release it. So, so if someone reads a transcript of this, it looks rather redacted because it'll have just you talking and then no response. <laughs> nice. Pastor Wolfmother laughs. <clears throat> Laugh. It's just you laughing the entire time with the transcript of this thing. All right. Well, in today's edition of Table Talk Radio, we are going to be talking about alternative versions of the Lord's Prayer. You know, I thought it was pretty good the way that Jesus gave it to us, but some people have been able, they think, to improve upon it. Also, we're going to be doing some preaching to Hollywood with some new song that Pastor Wolfman came across. How did you, how'd you? The kids, probably. The kids, okay. I'm sure. And then also we're going to do, uh, talk about a little missionarific business of uh, websites and how a uh, church website has said, hey, um, we see the church as a gift. Is the church a gift? We'll be talking about that at the end of today's broadcast. If you want to join the conversation by leaving us a voicemail, you can get, call us at 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652. I think there's a top-secret Facebook page somewhere, but you have to have Pastor Wolfman's approval to join it. That's um, true. I just let in like 35 people yesterday. Because I, I, I went over to check the thing. I never go to see uh, just to make sure everyone's playing nice in the playground over there. And, and then one, once people get in, they can't get out. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you can never leave. Uh, also, you can send us emails, questions at tabletalkradio.org, questions at tabletalkradio.org. First, we do buzzwords. So, Pastor Wolf, what's your buzzword today? My buzzword was going to be hymn, which I was going to take the advantage of to tell everyone about this hymnal. But since you already started that, I changed it to original sin. And original sin means a sin that nobody's ever thought of before. Yeah, so original. <laughs> like I haven't heard that before. Uh, so original sin is the sin of Adam and Eve, which we, especially the sin of Adam, which we inherit. It's the sin that we are born with, that we are conceived in, uh, that we, it's the corruption of our nature that bends us towards everything uh, unholy, uh, shameful, etc. Especially that of Adam. So partly of Eve, but mostly of Adam, like a 75, 25. Well, it's Adam. It's, <laughs> it's Adam, really. We inherit it from Adam. <laughs> Right. Eve's off the hook on this one. <laughs> now that is interesting, though. You know, so we would want to blame Eve. You know, Adam. Adam was just fine, but Eve. He. Yeah. She's the one. And, and Saint Paul says it was not Adam who was deceived, but Eve who was quite deceived. Uh, yep, that's right. But and Adam does it. It seems like that that text is indicating that Adam sinned willingly. You know, so Eve was deceived, but he, Adam said, "I'm. I know what I'm doing." And he yeah. took and ate the fruit. Blamo. Yeah. So, so that Adam is responsible for his wife and, and her sin. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. So My, Adam falls and everyone goes down with him. Everybody. The whole uh, universe. Yeah. Um, my theological buzzword for you is monergism. And uh, piratechristian.com defines monergism as the doctrine that God alone brings salvation to man. And this is in contrast to Pelagianism, he says. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Nice. That'll work. Yeah, that'll mm. work. All right, so let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's see what's on the thing here. Oh, uh, alternative forms of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, so this is an email that was sent to us by Benjamin from Michigan. And it says, Hail 
mediocre radio show hosts. I was browsing the internet, and I came across this list of alternative Lord's prayers. I am not sure if you have talked about these before. I'm pretty sure we haven't. Um, But I thought you might be interested in reading one on the air and responding. I especially found the, quote, blogger's prayer to be most relevant. Thank you, Benjamin. And thanks for listening out in Michigan. Um, do you have this in front of you? Do you have the, the Look at there? all of this. Yeah, I just pulled it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I don't know. There's five pages worth, and there's you know four or five on each page. So you have a kitchen mother version? <laughs> the Earth Dance? That'll be good. Yeah. What the? So uh, let's the see. The Dominican Sisters Retreat? Do you see the bloggers what? one? Where's that one? Uh, I saw it here. Oh, here's the message. Let me read oh, this boy. one real quick. Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are, set the world right, do what's best, as above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. <laughs> uh, keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. You're in charge, exclamation point. Let's see, what is that doing? Glory be to the Father? Let's see. No, 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 not yet. Not first. Uh, lead us not into temptation. You're in charge? Okay. Uh, you can yeah, do anything you want. You're ablaze in beauty. Yes, 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 is the message. Oh, boy. Whew. That is not good. Uh, okay, so here, here's... Oh, good. All None of these are good. Huh. So here's the bloggers, Barry. You ready? Uh, our Father, yeah. who lives above and beyond the dimension of the Internet, give us this day <laughs> a life worth blogging. This is like the Calvinist oh prayer, isn't it? The access to words and images that express our journey with passion and integrity and a secure connection to publish your daily mercies. Your kingdom come into new spaces today as we make known your mysteries, posting by blog, uh, posting, by posting, blog by blog. Give this day oh the goodness. same ability to those less privileged, those uh, lives speak louder than ours, whose sacrifice is greater, um, whose stories will last longer. And then it goes on. It's a pretty long uh, one. Forgive our sins. For blog-rolling strangers and pretending they're friends. (laughs) For counting unique visitors but not noticing unique people. (laughs) What the? (laughs) This is really a mess. What are all of these prayers? You know, it's interesting. (laughs) I mean, this about the rainforest over here? I remember when I was in college, I got into a little bit of a discussion with a friend um, you know, about praying the Lord's Prayer. And his thing was, Jesus didn't mean to actually just say those words, but they were outlines. Well, this is what happens when you see the Lord's Prayer as an outline. <laughs> you substitute all this nonsense as birth. And I think it's pretty good. The words that Jesus gave us, they're pretty good words to, to pray. I mean, I'm pretty happy with it. I'd say it a few times a day. Yeah. So good enough for me. Well, um,. <laughs> I'm come- sorry, I'm not really paying attention. I'm reading the kitchen mother version prayer. we got to read some of that when we get back. All right, we'll do that when we get back. And oh, we'll be doing yeah, a little yeah. preaching to Hollywood. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back after this break. Don't go away. Mama said that it was okay. Mama kitchen. Mama said that it was Tell you, I saw this Table guy Talk Radio. We love our on-demand listener.
Hey, daily devotions for your family. Around the word is found at whatdoesthismean.org. Did you go see them in concert? Hey, this was our opening hymn this morning. Uh, That reminds me of that song that is uh, Hong Kong Gangnam Style, that Korean guy. Oh, yeah. All the songs are starting to sound like that. Yeah. Including the show. Anyway, I like it. All right, so I was wondering the other day, Pastor Wolf, there, oh, what man, would really what would bad. kitchen mother version of the Lord's Prayer be? Well, I, I wouldn't have been able to answer you until about three seconds ago, and now I know. The kitchen mother version, our mother who art in the kitchen cooking us up, hallowed may, be, hallowed may we see all that is your kingdom here delivered into our hands. Your will and children and trees leaping out on earth as if it were heaven. What the? Give us this day bread that we could feed the world and snatch us bald-headed if we try to swallow it all. What? Don't forgive us till we learn it's all forgiving. Oh. That salve you've gotten a pot on the back of the stove on the heels when everybody has some. And heed us not if we believe you look like us and love us best and gave us the true truth with the license to kill others writ inside, deliver us from this evil. For it is yours, this kitchen we call universe, where you stir up our favorite treat, the Milky Way, folding deep into sweet our little folding deep into sweet our little sphere with its powerful glory of rainforests and oceans and mountains in feather boa mist forever if we don't blow it up, and ever if we don't tear it down. Amen. What the? You know what's really amazing about this? This blasphemy, which we should call it what it is, blasphemy, um, is it's really angry. Hmm. Did you pick up on that? Hmm. Um, here, here, look at the end. It says, ah, women, ah, children, ah, reckon she's about fed up. We better make room at the table for everybody before she yells out and turns our table over, before she calls it off, this banquet we've been hoarding, this paradise we aim to, aim to save with bombs. There's this 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 kind of this kind of this is feminism and and environmentalism and um and whatever sort of one earthism you know uh and it's angry and we see it now I mean especially you know in these protests against Trump it there, there's that, that that liberalism is an angry phenomenon. Uh, but it doesn't. It doesn't want to be thought of that way. It wants to be thought of as nice and kind, etc. Uh, but when you push it just a little bit, or you scratch just a little bit under the surface, then you see the rage that's there. And it's really quite amazing because if the, you know, the, uh, God will be wrathful, one way or another, uh, and we better have His wrath spent on Christ so that He can speak to us with kindness. But if you don't, it'll just be covered up. But the covering up of that wrath will be just a tiny, um, you know, little uh, veneer of paint. So that's really quite incredible. Hmm. Very odd. Well, uh, thank you, Benjamin, for sending us that list. Don't you want the earth dance? This is my favorite one. Okay. Our mother, which art the earth, nurturing are thy ways. Thy web of life be woven. 
thy way be found within, as it is all around. Good heavens. <laughs> Thank you this day for our daily bread and sweat. And forgive us our misuse of you as we forgive others their misuse of us. Yeah, that's pretty bad. It's just pure pagan. This pagan. Ah, woman, our father, mother, who are in the world and surpass the world, blessed be your presence in us, in animals and flowers, in still air and wind. May justice and peace dwell among us. There's that justice again. Man, oh, man. You were, you were talking about in the break the shift from uh, righteousness to justice. Yeah, especially though the social justice warrior. Because when, when it comes to righteousness, you're talking about two things. One, you're talking about morality uh, and established morality from God. And two, you're talking about the gospel, the ju- doctrine of justification, the forgiveness of sins. But when you move into the realm of justice, now it becomes much more flexible. And justice today is a matter of what kind of ethnic and racial and... Um, gender equality or something like this. It's just, it's totally taken up into the ideology of the left, of the, of the liberals. It's really amazing. Hmm. These are, ah, these prayers, just a disaster. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, let's move on then. Let's play a little preaching to Hollywood. This is where we listen to a song from the radio. I'm and... just, I, I just, before we, do, I was just wondering if we should pray these prayers today. Just I'm, wondering. I'm going to go ahead and say we shouldn't. Okay. Ever. Well, if, you, if you say Ever. so. Ever. <laughs> if you say so, I'm going to go with that. Man. I mean, unless, I mean, <laughs> the problem with those prayers is that you can't pray them and keep the first commandment at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't pray them and also actually be praying at the same time. <laughs> so that's oh, well, oh, but, but, but to, this, to this point, too, which is really important, that you say that people despise the Lord's pr- the actual words of the Lord's prayer. And that's an important thing to, for us to remember, that when Jesus said, when you pray, say, and he gave us the words to pray, and that's good. We should pray the words that Jesus teaches us to pray. There's, it's, a, it's a treasure, the Lord's Prayer, because when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we don't have to pray if, you're, if it's your will, because, in fact, we know, because he gave it to us in his prayer, that it is his will. We don't say, give us this day or daily bread if it be your will, because we know it's his will. So Right. All right. Okay. Preaching to Hollywood, 21 pilots, heathens. Is that what it is? Heathens? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Here's how the song goes. All my friends are heathens, take it slow. Wait for them to ask you who you know. Please don't make any sad news. You don't know the half of the abuse. All my friends are heathens, take it slow.
right. You found a good one for us today, Pastor yeah. Wolfman. I found this guy called the Pop Song Professor. Have you ever seen that? No. And the guy explains what the pop songs mean. Um, so let's see. Let's see. I, I, so I have his thing here with a little bit of research um, Wait a minute. behind it. So Since when do you yeah, oh, ever yeah. do research? Well, you were playing the song for quite a while. <laughs> That's true. That gave you a minute 49. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of a cool song, too. Uh, so, uh, so here, so let's, so I want to see how close you can get to this guy and see. Oh. All my friends are heathens. Take it slow. Wait for them to ask you who you know. Please don't make any sudden moves. You don't know the half of the abuse. All my friends are heathens. Take it slow. Wait for them to ask you. Welcome to the room of people who have rooms of people that they loved one day, docked away just because we checked the guns at the door doesn't mean our brains will change from hand grenades. You're loving on the psychopath sitting next to you. You're loving on the murderer sitting next to you. You think, how did I get here sitting next to you? But after all I've said, please don't forget, all my friends are heathens. Take it slow. Boy, I don't know. I mean, the thing that came to mind when I was listening to it was that, um, you know, that uh, I mean, especially when it gets to this past, you're loving on the psychopath next to you, you're loving on the murderer sitting next to you, and uh, that, that the people around us and including ourselves i guess in this uh, uh are messed up <laughs> that is to say that um we've all been um victims of people's sins and we're all then participants in this sin and um there's no escaping that so so you sit next to a guy on the bus and you don't know that guy from adam but you know he's a sinner because he's a son of adam because of original sin and um so i, I don't know I, I wonder if that's kind of what this song is getting at he, it's a theological song, by the way. 500 points. Oh, dang. What it was the thing? Original Sin? Hmm. Man. I wonder, how, I wonder if this is monergistic. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. So, am I, am I hitting close to what the guy says? The professor? I think so. Uh, he says here, he's got two theories that are working. Uh, but he says, um, he says that the guy he, the, who wrote the song... Uh, Tyler, I guess, is his name. Wait, 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 wait. No, that's not his name. Uh, some other one of the guys in the Twenty One Pilots is a Christian, outspoken Christian. Uh, so he speaks openly about being a faith, uh, being a Christian. Um, but he's got all these crazy um, listeners. There's all this, there's something called like the Skeleton Crew, which is all the fans of these guys. Um, and so that Christians would look at all these guys and say, "Well, they're heathens." But he says, uh, these guys are all heathens. We want to talk to them about Jesus. But the way we want to do it is we want to take it slow. We want to get to know them. We want to, in fact, um, let them know that we care, that, that they can smell your intentions. In other words, the, the, the heathens, if you, come, if you come hard on some sort of evangelistic pyramid scheme, you're going to scare people away. So this is about relational evangelism. That's what this guy is saying. So this guy is missionarific? He's a mission horrific. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Who knew, huh? Yeah, there you go. Well, look for this in a in a uh, church near you. Being sung as a opening praise song, I'm sure. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Don't go away.
Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Table Talk Radio will be right back. I save all the good stuff for grappling with the text, a little video Bible study that you could find at worldvieweverlasting.com. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Did I miss something over there? You just published. No, I'm just book? reading the email that we're about to. No, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Um, it's been about ten learning minutes. Learning theology. It's about time jokes. for another. I know. Another book. <laughs> I know. No, I just started reading the email that we're going to talk about about hypermissionarific. Gentlemen, the highlight of my week is when I see that there's a new episode of Table Talk Radio available for download. And then just typing that makes me want to reevaluate my life, and make some serious changes. <laughs> you got got to make better life choices, there, fella. Oh boy, I see Table Talk Radio. Time to record Table Talk Radio on the calendar, and I think, oh boy, I need to make better life choices. Can't, don't I have something else to do? Don't I? I know. I know. You need to sit back and think about where this is all headed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that aside, Jason continues, thanks for your commitment to mediocrity. Not a problem, Jason. Take a look at this link. This is a church that my LCMS congregation has committed to supporting financially. The best construction would seem to be a lot of leadership slash consulting blather, but it seems it could be worse than that. Any thoughts would be appreciated. And there's the link ever, Jason. All right. So this is for Remedy Church. Have you heard of Remedy Church before? No, no. This is a new one on me, too. Remedy. Well. I'm going to click on this link now, though. What's going to happen when I click on the link? Is that when I go dead and you can't hear me? Probably. Oh, um, boy. This doesn't look good, really. <laughs> well, this Just is looking interesting. At the, looking at the picture here. So I clicked on About, and then there's a sub-menu that says Jesus Leadership or Sunday Teaching. I went to Jesus and it has, uh, as the big verse title, John eleven twenty five. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even after dying. Um, so, that, so then it has the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed. Um, and then it has a little subtitle that says, These two creeds, along with the, the Athanasian Creed, is what's called the three ecumenical creeds of the Christian Church. Okay, so they got the creeds. That's good. Okay, that's good. And, and then Helpful. it says, churches shouldn't walk alone. We have the Bible and the historical creeds of the Christian faith, but we believe it's healthy for churches to keep themselves in check by walking together with congregations that confess the same thing about Jesus. The churches True. walk together with those, um, let's see, the churches we walk together with those that belong to the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Oh, All right. boy. Okay. There it is. So Remedy. here's the interesting thing. So I'm going to click on this title that says, Church is a gift. Okay. And it says, uh, the church is a gift of hope. Titles, or the, it's like a headline. It says, on Sunday, November 27th, Remedy Church gave everyone who came to church $5 and some inspiration. It says, we believe the local church is God's gift of hope to its community. When the church is thriving, the neighborhoods and communities around it thrive. That's been true throughout the history of Christianity. I'd like to evaluate that statement. Let's okay. show this world that there is hope and that God is using us to deliver it in even the smallest ways. We want to prove that there is still hope in the church. 
We need your help to tell the story. Maybe you were blessed because someone's gift of hope. Maybe you were impacted through using that $5 to do some good. The comments are open, and we would love to hear your story. And oh, the comments. there are seven comments. Hmm. Uh, so I, I like to, well, there's so much here. Um, I want to get eventually to the statement that the, the church is a gift. But secondly, I want to um, analyze this statement that um, that this truth that uh, when the church is thriving, the neighborhoods and communities around it thrive, and that's been true throughout the history of Christianity. What do you think of that? Well, it's in, it, what, this is interesting because there is a way that we say, you know, these three estates that God has established, church, family, and state, that, that really our lives depend on, on a healthy um, church and a healthy family. If things are good in the church and things are good in the family, they could be falling apart in the world and it would still be okay. And there is a way that um, if the family as an institution is well supported and the church as an institution is doing well, that it does make things better in the state. Now, that that can't be, uh, of course, an all-the-time truth because sometimes the state, and maybe not sometimes, most of the time the state is fighting against the church. Uh, and, in fact, we see through the history of the church that the church is the healthiest when it's being persecuted. So that um, the church where uh, this famous saying, I don't know where this comes from, Eusebius or something. Luther loved this thing. He says the 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 blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's an that's an important thing to realize is when the church is being pressed and squeezed uh, by the state is, is when it is doing well. So I think you're right to question that, that when the church thrives, the 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 communities or the this you know the state etc around it thrives um that it's not a one-to-one correlation although it's better when the church thrives for everybody we can certainly stay uh say that uh what about this that the church is a gift I'm, i'm still working on what that actually means i mean uh i i mean i suppose it's true that just like the Lord uh, instituted marriage, and and now the gift the, we talk about marriage is a gift to humanity. The Lord instituted baptism, and the baptism is a gift to us. The Lord institutes a church, and and so the church is a gift to us. It is, as Luther says in the large catechism, the mother that begets us all. Uh, and that's you know a great understanding of. Uh, of the church, you know, through the through the word and through baptism and the supper, we are begotten. We have faith, and that faith is sustained. But I, I, I don't know how you're teaching that when you're you you are giving everybody five bucks, and it looks like the idea is <laughs> you got five bucks and you got to go do something good with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, let's see. It's. Uh, I mean, I guess it, we could we could apply that to the other estates, right? So, um, is the government a gift? Um, yes. Uh, but I mean, there I, must be. Some, I think. Some way I that, think what they're trying to work against is the "I'm spiritual but not religious" mentality, so, so that people think that oh, the church oh, is see. archaic, yeah. and so. They go, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Uh, it's a gift. You know, you should, gift. you should come check it out. Here's $5. You know, I mean. It looks like they must have put their website on the five bucks. 
because David wrote a comment, and he says, Ever have a day when you barely get a moment's breath? Your schedule's packed, work, phone calls, car ride home, kids' events, bedtime routine, uh, wife getting little ones to sleep, no time for yourself, go, go, go. That was today for me. What a surprise it was when I finally had a chance to stop at Starbucks in between dropping off and picking up kids from activities and have an envelope given to me with a $5 gift inside, paid for my vanilla latte. Huh. Hmm. I mean, that's what... I'm not sure. I just don't know, you know. I mean, you got five bucks, and you're going to give a gift, and so what you're going to do with it is you're going to you're going to buy some dude's vanilla latte. He was going to pay, he was going to pay for that latte anyways, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Probably he didn't need it. I mean, he, yeah, it's, it's really bad for this guy because he's so busy. I mean, I don't know. It's nice for someone to do something for you. I mean, you can't you hate to you hate to criticize being nice. We're what? we're totally against being nice, by the way. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> what about this under uh, under the link that says "new" here? Question mark. Yeah. Um, the second item is Sunday morning equals experience or Jesus experience. It says, "What type of God would motivate people to go and spread significant time, energy, and resources connecting and doing good in the community?" We hope you see Jesus as the answer to that when you are with us on Sunday mornings. The radical grace, forgiveness, and meaning that Jesus gives in our lives is intentionally weaved into the lyrics of the songs we sing, the prayers we pray, the message we share, and everything we do on Sunday morning. Plus, as we experience Jesus, we find he compels us afterwards to share that same gift with the neighbors and community. Kind of like the $5. I I mean, I don't know what this means. This is just... You know, there's a there's a language that the church growth crowd uses, and it's just at some point. I, I mean, I suppose this is true. Any sort of group starts to talk, you know, have its own sort of insider language. Like you know, we got the table talk radio insider language. We talk about mysticism, and everyone says, "What the? What's mysticism?" Or we talk about the praise song cruncher. But there's a language that the church growth guys use, and this is full of it. I mean, this connect, this all this connecting people to Jesus and experience Jesus, and I mean, I think uh, bottom line, the the chasm between the world and the church is growing um, deeper and deeper, and um, that frustrates people so much they're going to do whatever they can to make church more palatable for people. Um, the problem is, is that um, you know just. Uh, Saying that, hey, we have a huge community impact isn't what's going to make church more palatable for people, but rather um, what's what's going to make it, um, if you want to use the word palatable, is that you would preach the law and call them to repentance, and then they hear the treasure of the gospel. I mean, if the church is anything other than the place to receive the forgiveness of sins, it is still irrelevant, no matter how much community work you do. It's uh, it's the It's like the... Church growth guys have the idea that the problem, the reason why more people don't come over here to church is because we're not cool enough, you know? So if we just could be a little more cool or relevant or authentic or something, then everyone would come. No, the reason why people don't come to church is because they don't believe in Jesus. That's the problem, just like you said. Right. So, I mean, there's two options. Either you could quit believing in Jesus and still be a church and get people to come to you, or (laughs) you could believe in Jesus, which might mean people in the world might not come to you. But those are basically your only two options. We're going to be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio.
If you're not easily embarrassed, tell your friends about Table Talk Radio. I'm reading Luther's sermons from the House Postal every week. You can find it at www.hope-aurora.org. Click on the Luther Sermon Podcast. Ain't no sunshine. Yeah. Ball. It's the simple things in life. Ball. It's not warm when, when she's, she's away. away. Man, this guy. Smooth as butter. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And she's always gone too long. Anytime she goes. Welcome back away. to Table Talk Radio. And uh, that last break, Pastor Wolfman published two new books. So look for those on Lulu. I also checked my email. Listen to this. I've got some church signs there. It says this. Went to the Air and Space Museum, but there was nothing there. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Well, we got one more segment, and we got okay. an email uh, a little while ago. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're going through the emails, and they're like a year old. Oh, we should probably get to some of these. Here's another sign. It says, this is new email, frog parking only. All <laughs> others will be toad <laughs> anyway um this email simply asks <laughs> us to review the song flawless by mercy me okay flawless so here is flawless there's got to be more than going back and forth from doing right to doing wrong because we were taught that too So, what do you think of that one so far? Huh? Should we? Are we gonna crunch this like a praise song? Or? Oh, let's just review it like a preaching to Hollywood. How's that sound? Okay, sounds good. Because this, is I that mean, what it's, it is? it's not being put. I don't know. Maybe there are churches singing this as a praise song, but I don't man, know. all these songs. I mean, that's not very singable for a group of people. <laughs> you know that? I mean, that's to me written for the purpose of an album or to be played on the radio. Um, but still, I mean, if we're putting out Christian music, we ought to make sure it at least teaches the truth about God, you know? Um, yep. I mean, in, in that sense, it's better to listen to a secular song than a Christian song, because at least a secular song, you start out by thinking, uh, this is just worldliness. But if you, if you listen to the Christian radio station and think, I am hearing Christian music and it's false doctrine, that's even worse. Right. That's right. With that, all the songs are heathens. Take it slow. Oh, so much better. <laughs> so um, let's see. There's got to be more than going back and forth from doing right to doing wrong, because we're taught that's who we are. Come on, get in line right behind me. You along with everybody. 
think think there's worth in what you do. Then, like a hero who takes the stage when we're on the edge of our seats saying it's too late, we'll let the let me introduce you to Amazing Grace. Hmm. I don't know exactly what that's going on, but will listen to what happens next. No matter the bumps, no matter the bruises, no matter the scars, still the truth is the cross has made the cross has made you flawless. No matter the hurt or how deep the wound is, no matter the pain, still the truth is the cross has made the cross has made you flawless. Huh. What do you think so far? Um I'm trying to think if the if uh the scriptures ever talk about being flawless. <laughs> and I don't think it does. Now See, but see, here's a point here. There's a difference between, uh, say, righteousness, uh, or, or simply righteous, and flawless. I think. Um, so that the closest I can think of. Remember how in uh, Ephesians five it talks about baptism, and it says Jesus washed the church so that she would be perfect and without blameless. blemish. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That would probably be pretty close. But here's here's what I would say is that. <coughs> but even but I'm going to interject real quick. Yep, yep, but, yep. but that is a connection to the Old Testament sacrifices as well, though. Um, so that the sacrifice, the, the lamb that was sacrificed, had to be without blemish. So you you wouldn't, um, you, you wouldn't sacrifice the lamb with three broken legs, <laughs> because nobody wants it anyway. You're, you're sacrificing the best. Um, right. and, and and Jesus then is our the, the Lamb of God who is sacrificed, and He's righteous and holy. And so, right. even even when it says that we're uh, washed and and made uh, without spot or wrinkle and without blemish, that's even a connection to righteousness. Right. That's right. And so I think I mean you could, you know, I mean I'll sometimes say the Lord gives us His perfection, His holiness, his, uh, you know, he, this kind of thing, and His flawlessness. I guess you could put it in there. But here, but but let's look at the flaw that's there that's being undone. It says, no matter the bumps, no matter the bruises, no matter the scars, no matter the pain, no matter how deep the wound is, the picture is uh, the picture of our of our sinfulness is the picture of someone who's been broken. See, so it's not a moral condition; it's a it's an it's like an abused and beat up condition. Now, that's p- part of our sinful nature is that we are in fact abused and torn up and ripped to shreds, etc. But it takes out the the moral sort of thing, so it's it's like Jesus finds us all, kind of. You see what I, you see with yeah, the picture so, there. So this is the thing that you criticize sometimes of talking about our fallen state as being broken. Um, now I I don't necessarily have a huge problem with that if that's all we leave it at, <laughs> you know. So it's true, you know, because of original sin, uh, we have we have brokenness, and that in in the in a sense that um, our bodies are not the way they're supposed to be. Uh, we don't even know what it's like to live apart from sin. It's, it's beyond our comprehension of what it could possibly be like. And yet, um, uh, and, and, that, and that's in part what God restores, but but just to leave it there, to just say right. that we're broken, is to exclude the point of the cross. In other words, yep. if, if, if Jesus is dying on the cross just to restore a broken uh, a, a broken humanity, a broken creation, you got to wonder, why does the guy have to die? Right. Um, it, it it doesn't address justification. Doesn't address transgression. It doesn't address um, the fact that there's a penalty to be paid for sin. Right. That's right. So I'm a wounded person. I'm the victim of this of the fall, which is true. I mean, again, it's true, but it's not the whole truth. 
I'm not just the victim. The the scriptures has we we have to get to the point where we are in fact God's enemies, and what we deserve is His wrath. So that the cross comes not only to heal our brokenness, but also to, um, uh, to forgive our sins, to 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 make God our friend instead of our enemy. Here's an interesting line at the end. I'm uh, maybe. I don't know what this is down at the bottom says, no matter what they say or what you think you are, the day you called his name, he made you flawless. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. So there's the decision theology. So what, what, what was the mark of you becoming flawless? What, what, when did it happen? It's when you called out the Lord's name. Uh, It's when you prayed, when you accepted him, when you, when you, when you made the move for him, then he made the move for you. Um, Did you, uh, did you see this verse? It goes like this. Um, could it possibly be that we simply can't believe that this unconditional kind of love would be enough to take a filthy wretch like this and wrap him up in righteousness, that that's exactly what he did? Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. Um, the only thing I don't like about it is that we, well, I guess it's true in an original sin kind of a way, that we can't believe, and yet uh, enlightened by the Holy Spirit, we can believe. We do believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's okay. I but mean, see, you're, you're right. In a context, it's getting after this kind of... Uh, so someone has really bad self-esteem. And so someone says, you know how this goes with the kids and they got bad self-esteem. And someone comes along and says, hey, you're really, you're really very beautiful. And they say, oh, shut up. You know, quit making fun of me. They, they can only receive something nice as an insult because they got such bad self-esteem. You know that? I mean... You and I, of course, never, I wouldn't know, ever experienced Mm-mm. that kind of low self-esteem. <laughs> but it, apparently, that happens, you know. So it says, uh, "Is the problem is you simply can't bring yourself to believe that God could, in fact, love you?" Mm. And I suppose, again, that's it's not it's not necessarily wrong. It's just it doesn't get to the fullness of what the scriptures want to talk about. It's it's taking, you know, what it is. It's 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 taking the whole drama of redemption the, the the fall into sin and the great mercy of god both to be incarnate in christ and to be bearing our sins as a substitutionary atonement on the cross and and when you take that whole big thing and you wrap it up simply in the ideas and pictures of the relationship everything gets diminished and now it gets to you know i'm a wounded person and i'm being restored by this i mean again it's it's a truth, but it's just only a tiny little and probably not very significant part of what is really true and beautiful in the gospel. And I, and I think that the listener might think that that's being a little nitpicky. However, I think that, that we've come to a point where Christianity has lost the ability to speak about sin. So the best or closest we can get to in talking about the gospel is just uh, fallenness and brokenness. Uh, but if we can't get around to talk about one sin, do we, then we lose the full capacity of the gospel. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so um, I guess that's going to be all the time we have for this edition it's of... crunched. <laughs> we weren't even crunching. We're, we're it crunching. Crunch. It crunch. All right. Well, if you have anything to submit to us, give us a call 1-800-385-SOLA or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where all, uh, the points are like all the good works you can accomplish in your original sin. 
Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. 5,000 points for using my own buzzword without even knowing vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep pain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the capitalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.